0: Good morning everybody. Happy Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. Um it's actually quite warm today. Thank God. Last night, like like really thank God when I say that I mean it. Last night was so warm I almost slept with my windows open. Mm, I was just like, "Oh, it's just like summer." But uh I opted it out because you know, I have kids. They're not as well-conditioned to the colder weather. I love it cold in my home. I just absolutely love it like that. So, but you guys, today is 9-11. And um, as most of us, if not all of us, know what 9-11 is. It was the day that uh, the Twin Towers were, you know, crashed into all of that stuff people died lots of people died Um, and I just I really want to pay tribute to a moment of just prayer and you know for me I just I pray for those the families that were left behind and the people who have persevered that were really involved that uh, felt some true pain and suffering in this that are still here today Living with the tragedy that happened, and and finding healthy ways to move on, you know, I just I pray for them and I think about them today as they reflect on this day um, and how it affected them, because uh, you know, trauma, trauma comes in all shapes and forms, you guys. Trauma, whether it's a negative word versus you were standing next to somebody and the next minute the building crumbled and they died. And that was like your friend at work, or you lost your parent who was at work, or your children were in daycare and the building collapsed and you lost your children. I mean, the list goes on. The people on the plane that died that had families, that is trauma. Any loss, when you are connected to somebody lovingly and they are no longer in your life, that is a loss felt by the heart and it's a loss felt by the soul. So it's trauma. And traumas are hard to overcome. Like some of us have never been taught how to overcome trauma, so I do pray for those that are trying to persevere through that, and and I hope that they're finding some peace and hope and faith in God and um, some light in their life, because that was that was a huge American tragedy. That if we look beyond the tragedy part of it. It bonded the United States together. Like, people came together in ways that were just probably unbelievable. Acts of, you know, goodwill and faith that the world may never know in its entirety. So, what was something so tragic, people turned it to something really beautiful and loving, and it brought a lot of people together. So, I really just give a moment for everyone involved because it it is trauma and it's trauma to the soul and it's trauma to the heart and any form of trauma is painful. So and God bless those who served during that time and served afterwards. Like uh, the military came together to protect what was theirs. Um, we are part of that us, the citizens of the United States, are what the military and the army and all of them, we are theirs to protect and to serve. So anybody who is served in that, I bless you. Because you're serving something greater than yourself. And you're taking in a group of people. And some of of us, you know, resent the government, but ultimately the government is here to protect us. And for those who instantly responded without a second thought and were like, yes, we're going to protect what's ours. This is America. This is ours. That's right. Like we are part of that. Like I was part of that. And I'm so grateful to be part of a country that does that, that has the mentality of when we get struck. We are going to protect what's ours at all cost. That is, you know, that truly is a holy based mindset, you guys, because ultimately God designed us to be within his image. Just like I said yesterday, he is, he's shaping us into his image. Part of his image is what God does. He protects what's his You know, once we let him into our heart, he does his best to protect us, you guys, to just uh, wrap us in his arms. That's what he does. He protects us. Just as the the government and the military and the army and all of them, they protect what's theirs. theirs. That's a holy mindset, you guys. And that's why it's so important that we support and pay tribute to our armed forces. Um, Just they do something that's above and beyond Um, And they do it for a purpose greater than themselves. And they do it because they want to protect and serve people like me. People, my children, my children have a future. Where would we be without a military? Where would we be without a government? Truly. And I hear so many people complain, the government, the government. And ultimately, the government is us. We are the government. So if you're complaining then you're the problem. Ooh, I'll get on a whole different tangent on that. But that is some truth right there. If you complain about the government, then you are the problem because we are the government. And if you don't like it, then go get educated and change the laws you don't like. That's just the way it works. So I'm going to stop at that. Otherwise, I'm going to get really... (sighs) I've done a few essays on this, so I've really, I've broadened my knowledge and my wisdom on the scope of the federal government and what it entails, and and really, you know, seen the other side of things, and I, I see things differently, so you guys, what a beautiful day, and it is Friday, I can hear... The bird, I'm going to give a moment of silence and if you can hear the birds, especially the podcasters, the podcasters, if the music, the background music isn't too loud. It's like crazy. I haven't heard the birds this active in a very long time. And it's really exciting because You know, the birds know what's up. So now I'm like, hmm, what do the birds know that we don't? Because we get so bogged down and distracted. We're not in tune with, you know, all this going on. But the birds, I'm telling you, they know what's up. So there's a lot of, a lot of God's love going around today. I'm just going to say it. Like, I feel like God's love is out there today. So somebody is going to be touched by God's love today. I don't know who, maybe you, um, I, I know I'm getting touched by his love every day. But you guys, um, today's Daily Bread, and I haven't read it. I just got in and just was going to do my thing. It's called Fire in the Desert. <clears throat> and the verse is from Exodus chapter 3, verse 10. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people the Israelites out of Egypt. You guys, this is so beautiful. The, the first book of the Bible I ever read and memorized was Exodus. And I just fell in love with the story of Moses. Um, I remember as a little girl, you know, and I grew up in the church. You know, when I was really young, I did believe, but it was through a series of events that possibly by the age of 12, 13, something like that. I just, I, I remember, I remember looking at some feathers in the barn. And I remember going, is God really real? Because why would he let these things happen in my home? Why would he let this happen to me? I remember thinking that. I, I can see it now, sitting there, looking at these feathers. Um, and I wanted to make, I wanted to piece them together and make a... Uh, an indian war like head thing that had all the feathers that went down i was like oh all these feathers i could do this cuz i love to craft and then i was sitting there picking them up and i remember thinking is god real if he is why is this happening i i just don't understand like i don't understand so that was when i started questioning my faith But as a younger child, when I read Exodus, I just loved it. I loved the fact that Moses, out of all those, he was saved by the the Pharaoh's sister. And he was raised up. And God called on him. And he did all these miraculous things against all odds. And he brought the people out of Egypt. Even against them griping and not believing. Like this one singular man, how could he do such a great thing? And that's what this is saying. I am... Which is God. Whenever you hear the word I am. Like Jesus said that. I am whatever you say I am. This is when Eminem says that. I am whatever you say I am. If I wasn't. Yeah, that's the same thing with Jesus. Jesus said it first. Okay. Jesus said it first. I am. I am whatever you say I am. Um, God goes. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people out. And he was telling Moses that. I am going to send you. And this is what you're gonna do. And the thing about it is, when God tells you something directly, you guys, you do not deny it. And it's not for the sake of not wanting to do it. Your soul will not allow you to not do God's bidding. It's just, it will not. Like your body, your soul will do it regardless of whether you don't want to or not. It's just, it's what's gonna happen. I don't know how God does it. That's just the way it works. So what a beautiful thing. So let's read the story. While riding in the Chihuahuan Desert in the late 1800s, Jim White spotted a strange cloud of smoke spiraling spiraling skyward. Suspecting a wildfire, the young cowboy rode towards the source only to learn that the smoke was the vast swarm of bats spilling from a hole in the ground. White had come across New Mexico's Carl's bed caverns, an immense and spectacular system of caves. As Moses was tending sheep in the Middle Eastern desert, he too saw an odd sight that grabbed his attention, a flaming bush that didn't burn up. I wondered if this was the first time there was ever fire, but I doubt it. I started thinking, I know, was this the first time fire was mentioned in the Bible? I think I googled it once. I'm not sure. Anyway, I'll get off of that subject. Um, well, God himself spoke from the bush. <sighs> Moses realized he had come to something far grander than what first appeared. He told Moses, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham. And God was about to lead and enslaved people to freedom and show them their true identity as his children. You guys, I'm going to tell you what it actually physically feels like to see something. Like when you feel God's presence, it's like a boof, okay? It's like a boof of like fear and love. If you've never felt love, it's like, it's fearful. Um... And he does. He speaks to you. He spoke to me directly and clearly. It's as clear as day to me. Um, Sometimes clearer and more straightforward than most human interactions I have with people, which is crazy. More than 600 years earlier, God had made this promise to Abraham. All people on earth will be blessed through you. Step into that blessing. God's plan to rescue his creation through the Messiah, Abraham's descendant. And the reason that is so true, you guys, is because when, like now here i am walking in faith walking the way of jesus my children are blessed because they're mimicking me now see i'm teaching them the ways and they will grow up to live these ways because they're watching me live it they're learning it this is what they're going to know so my children are now blessed their children will be blessed now my branch of This earthly family has been healed from the toxins that had misled us for generations in my family. There were generations of toxicity and abuse that were going on. And finally, right here, I have stopped it by changing who I am and my children and their children and their children. And I'm not saying there's going to be bad moments, but what I'm saying is they're experiencing God and they know it's true. And they will know to come back to him when, you know if anything like they will have a different understanding of the world and it's such a beautiful thing today we can enjoy the benefits of that blessing for god offers this rescue to everyone christ came to die for the sins of the whole world by faith in him we too become children of the living god what surprising things have helped You learn about, surprising things have helped you learn about God. How are you living in the knowledge that you are one of his children? Thank you, Father, for making yourself accessible to to me, despite your great power, holiness, and overwhelming presence. You guys, this is so beautiful. And really what it comes down to for me is, I just think of what Jesus, like Jesus' sacrifice had so many faces to it. He made it possible for me to have a relationship with god today for me to have a visual and a reading understanding of how to live if it wasn't for jesus and it wasn't for the disciples and it wasn't for the people that wrote out those stories in the bible about the way that jesus lived i would have never had a real understanding of exactly how it worked okay So and because of his sacrifice and the Holy Spirit can reside within me, God has unveiled and showed me deeper wisdom and understanding to what it feels like to achieve things and be a good person. Like now I have that feeling, Um, you know, and and I'm still learning about God. Like I'm still going through the Bible every day and I learn something new about Him and God loves to be pursued. He loves when somebody wants to know more about Him. Just as we, we enjoy when people want to know about us, God too has a history. God's history is within His Word and when you start reading his history and you start reading about his life like this is God's life this is God's history this is he like that's why reading the bible is so important god just feels so much love when we read it because we want to you know I want to read the Bible, like I hunger for it. This is my nightly thing, I've got to have it. And I know that one day I will have read it and I'll reread it again because there'll be even more, what you say, gems. There's always something you can learn in there. It's so beautiful, you guys. And, you know, if I can say anything, it's hard to understand It's hard to understand and really, how do I put it? It's hard to understand the concept of being called on. You know, I've heard people talk about it and I never understood it because my heart was very closed off to any form of love, any positivity. You know, I was very unbelieving of anything, but there's a purpose for everyone. And if you're placing yourself and you're doing all the right things, God will call you to your purpose. If you haven't been called yet, um, you may be going the wrong way. Um, We oftentimes think that, you know, we pray to God and there's, you know, we don't know what to do so we'll take the easiest route or we just we don't want to take it because it's fearful. Oftentimes, the road that I was scared to take was the very road God wanted me to take. And that's what I've learned. The road of least resistance is the wrong road. You want to take the road with the most challenges, the most resistance, the where you're sitting there, literally the road, you're walking and you're like, I can have this fork in the road and it looks like there's a brook that's right next to it and there's flowers and all of this. Or I can choose this road, and it looks like I'm gonna to have to climb some mountains. It looks like there's gonna be adverse weather. Uh, you know, I, I might have to face some wild animals. Do I wanna take the easy road and not learn anything and just be blasé? Or do I wanna take the road and see how far I can go? And that's where I've come to in my life, you guys. And I really want to share that with people who want to challenge themselves. Do you want more in your life? What do you want in your life? Do you want more than you have to challenge yourself? You have to choose the road that has the mountains, that has the adverse weather, that has the wild animals. You have to choose the road that has the hurdles that will take you through emotional roller coasters, ups and downs that will rip your heart open because it's in ripping that muscle open because the heart is a muscle. It's in getting ripped open that God mends it together that you get stronger and you get stronger and you get stronger to like right now at the point in I am in my life there's nothing that could hurt me. I may physically feel some pain, but that I can endure. I have a, I have a pain tolerance, a very high pain tolerance. Um, and I'm going to find out coming up here soon how high of a pain tolerance I have. Uh, but I I challenge God, and I know I shouldn't. <sighs> Oh, I shouldn't mess with God like this, but I do. I'm just like, I want to challenge you. There's just things like on my morning walk, challenge me, challenge me. I'll go like, th- this is what I do to him too. Oh God, uh, like, listen, I'm extra with God. Oh yeah, challenge me. That's what I'll do. And he can feel my love and he sees, feels my face and God knows, God knows my cheeky little vocabulary. And he's like, oh, okay. You going to mess with me today? And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I'm going to mess with you today. So (laughs) you guys, I do that. And then God does challenge me. He always challenges me. But I realize when I embrace the challenge, I just, I embrace the value in it as well. So you guys, there's many facades of this. Moses, he was a really great man. He, against all odds and when you really read the story of moses just beyond exodus like man you know god wanted to destroy israelites so many times for their like disobedience and their terrible destructive deceitful behavior and worshiping other gods continually 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 just like we do today and moses was right there going god please Please, please give them another chance. He was begging God and God was like, you're right. You know what? Because I love you, Moses, I'm going to understand. But I think when God, you know, just the love of Jesus changed everything, you guys. I mean, Jesus loved in the bitter end. And I think too, in God seeing that, that it is possible for a human being to love regardless of what others are doing, because he gave them the wisdom to understand that they do not know what they do and they fear what they don't know. God had a lot of hope in humankind. Jesus, I mean, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be here today. And I'm so grateful he left that legacy of love behind him because now I too have learned how to love people regardless Like, there's, everybody deserves love. And I understand that concept now because Jesus led the way. He was a pioneer. He did it. He did it. Mm, And it's so beautiful, you guys. (sighs) So, I'm over here thinking, what would be the challenge for today? (sighs) I don't know what the challenge would be for today, you guys. I'm really just at a loss for words. Okay, a two-sided thing. When have you been... When have you felt you wanted to do something really, really good in this world and then you didn't do it out of fear? And I will take, for instance... Oh, why did that example just slip from my mind? Okay. Um. Okay, so last year... I was on a walking path in the morning to go to my work and it was littered with trash. And God wanted me to pick up the trash. And for the first week, I was really I'll be honest, I was embarrassed to pick up the trash while I was walking because I would have to carry a bag and people would see me and it And as crazy as it sounds now, leaving my lips, I really felt that way. I didn't want to pick up trash in front of people, even though it was a good thing. And it actually took me a week and then I started doing it. And at some point I didn't care. Like I was picking up trash every day. And pretty soon my walkway to work was a beautiful, clean walkway. And I felt so proud. You guys, and I and I sat reflecting on that one day, just looking at it, like, wow, I'm really grateful I started doing this. I needed to do this. Why did why was I so fearful of doing something so good? And it was just in my head. Like it was all in my head. But see, I held myself back with that fear, and the enemy resides in fear. So it was overcoming that man. Then I went crazy with picking up trash. I was picking up trash everywhere I walked. It was craziness. Like after I got over that, I just couldn't stop. Like God had to stop stop me because it was it was causing me to be late for like church and for work. It was craziness. But um you guys, that's an example. I I truly went through that. And then now we're doing something good. So the other day I was riding my bike through the park and there's oftentimes kids who play there and they come from a struggling families, from struggling families. And I know this, my daughter, you know, she gives me the 411 and one of these kids, you know, he's really quiet. And as I was riding, I saw a dollar on the ground of the sidewalk and I was like, oh, a dollar. And then I saw that kid and I was like, there's a dollar on the ground. And, you know, it felt good to allow a blessing to pass to somebody who needed it the most because I... I truly believe in investing in our future, you guys. And our future is our youth. If we don't handle the issues within our youth now, they are going to grow up and deal with the issues I had in my 30s. And I don't want any child to grow up and have to go through the things they went that I went through. I truly, truly don't. So I believe in investing in our youth. Oh my goodness, that's so good. You guys that's my first drink of the day. teeny little spoon okay so um, I want you to think about that now that I've given you examples I want you to think about a time in your life when you wanted to do the right thing and you didn't out of fear just straight out you didn't and you justify the fear with well I shouldn't because of this or you made justifications. and justification you guys just so we're clear justification is allowing your brain To manipulate situations to get you to believe what you're doing is the right thing. You're you're manipulating your own brain. That's what justifying is. You're manipulating your own thought process to make it all right to do what you're doing. Even though you know deep down it's wrong. So you guys, when have you sat there and you wanted to do the right thing. But you manipulated your brain into holding you back and keeping you from doing it out of fear. And then on the flip side because I want to take a positive to this too when have you truly just stepped out there and did the right thing and how did it feel afterwards I'm not talking the kind of right thing where you go out and tell the whole world you know I use that dollar thing as an example those things God places things like that in my life every single day that's how I serve God every day that's just one thing God gives me out of my entire day like there's things that happen at my work every day that I do to serve God. There's things that happen with my children. There's things that happen at my 24-7 program. There's things that happen in counseling. There's things that happen when I go to the grocery store, I'll run into somebody. And I'm like, oh, God's got to, okay, I got to serve God right now. You know, God fills my day is I am 24-7 serving God. But I've become that. That's who I've become. But I want you to start critically thinking about those times. And didn't it feel better? and more uplifting to do the right thing, no matter what, versus you know, justifying and lying to yourself. Because deep down, when we justify and manipulate our brain, we become very upset with ourselves, and we don't like ourselves. And we hold that self-resentment in, and later on it comes out as resentment towards another person. And we blame others for the negative feelings we feel about ourselves. Good morning, Bailey. I love you. mess with you anyway um so i want you to really think about that because you guys a lot of our negative emotions that we want to blame others for truly come because of our lack of participation in life and our soul's tired of it our soul is sick and tired of watching you walk by not doing the right thing and being a negative person in this world when you think you're a good person you probably not so really think about those things. I want you to step outside of yourself. I'm really asking you to step outside yourself. And be honest, you don't have to tell me your whole story. You don't have to tell anybody. That's where it started with me. I knew I got it. I knew I had to stop lying to myself. And I said that one day. You know what? I'll I'll lie to everybody else. Because I don't want them to see my ugliness. But after work, when I'm trying to figure out like how to fix myself, I'm at least I, I did videos. I would sit and put my camera in front of me, in front of my mirror, where I would get ready in the morning, and I would do a video and I would talk about the day and I would be honest. And that's how I began to really become aware of my behavior. I would have my phone like this, and I would have to look at myself, you guys, just like I'm doing right now with this video. And I would have to look at myself and talk to myself. And that's when I started catching, oh gosh, Christine, you lie to yourself. You lie. Why do you lie? That's where I started catching it. So that's another helpful tool. And I didn't have to tell the truth to anybody else. I just had to be honest with myself. And that's when the changes is starting to begin so you guys you gotta have your challenge have a wonderful Friday I hope the birds are chirping where you're at if they are, if it feels a little high intense, then God's love is around you and let it in, let it just flow in you like, like the breeze and the trees and the leaves, just be the tree and just let life within you and breathe you guys most of the time we forget to stop and even just breathe because life is short enjoy it God bless and I love you.